0: Hallelujah! There we are. Hallelujah. That's the anointing, you know. <laughs> That's right. right. That's what I like to think. Hallelujah! Well, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for the word that you've placed in my heart, and as I give it forth, Father, may every heart, soul be touched. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Well, this may seem like something different than you've ever experienced. (laughs) Hallelujah. But I have a question. We're going to start off the message with a question. Are you ready for battle? Yeah. Ready or not, here it comes. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, we're living in the most dangerous time in human history. We can see that all you have to do is watch the news. Bad things are happening, but the good news is that we have the victory. Yes, amen. We're going to talk about that today. So why are we in such a, a scary time? Well, the Bible tells us that we are in a war, but people don't realize it, and sometimes we don't even realize it. Things happen, and, and, and we just don't realize 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says that we do not war according to the flesh. Ephesians 6, 12 says, We war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness, and heavenly places. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, The devil goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So there's three areas of battle I'm going to talk about today. First one is the battle for our thoughts. Okay? Remember, when you get saved, you, your spirit is reborn, but your mind isn't. And it is a process as we walk with God for our mind to be renewed. That's right. But we're going to talk about this is how the enemy works with our minds. And I'm I'm sharing this because it's something that's been going on with me a lot lately. So, the devil attacks us with worldly thoughts. Sometimes he attacks us with flashbacks from our past. Things that we don't really want to think about anymore, right? He attacks us by the TV. You are hard pressed to watch network television without images that you really don't wanna see. And the computer or our electronic devices. It used to be that when people wanted to go do something naughty, they to have to go someplace to do it. But now, on your device, you can run into things that you really don't want to deal with. The enemy also brings scary thoughts. When I, I'll date myself a little bit. How many of you guys have ever been to a drive-in theater? (laughs) 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 Used to be that you took your car and you drove into the place and they had this little thing you hung on your window for the sound and the big screen and you watched the movie. I watched a movie, just to show you how the enemy can bring scary thoughts back. I watched a movie when I was in high school. We went to the drive-in, and it was the scariest movie. And I have to admit that although it was a few years ago when I was in high school, uh, I still get attacked with pictures from that dumb movie so many years ago. Yeah. Sometimes the enemy brings thoughts of tragedy or an accident. There are times I'm driving along minding my own business and I'll have this flash of like I was in an accident and I got T-boned. Some kind of a scare that's a scary thought. Yeah. Sometimes he brings doubting thoughts when I'm doing my bills. <laughs> the word says that God meets all my needs, but the doubting thought comes, are you going to make ends meet this month? He also brings distracting thoughts. He brings distracting thoughts to church. Adam's preaching this wonderful message, and the thought comes, what are we going to have for lunch? (laughs) Or when I'm home trying to spend my time with the Lord, got to get that laundry done. The thoughts come, and you you know for yourself, he attacks us in different ways. Sometimes he attacks us with feelings. Like you get a pain. <gasps> maybe it's cancer. Crazy things like that. Yep. You or or when <clears throat> oh my my throat's kind of scratchy. <gasps> I wonder if I'm coming down with something. You know I was around somebody that got very sick and maybe I'm going to get that too. Yeah. He brings feelings, he brings feelings. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you just feel down. He brings a thought, you're depressed. Or, I'm, an- I'm anxious. I have been being attacked recently, and i never had really experienced this before, with, with anxiety attacks. I'll just start feeling like something bad is going to happen, and I just feel jittery, and, it's, and the enemy says, ooh, you're having an anxiety attack. Or he brings, sometimes, depending on your, your life, sometimes you get attacked with feelings of loneliness. Then this one, sometimes he attacks us with cravings. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Years ago, I used to be an alcoholic, and I haven't had a drink for many, 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 many years. But I can go into a restaurant, and the enemy will bring a thought, ooh, wouldn't a glass of wine taste good with this meal? Or I go someplace else, and they'll say, ooh, wouldn't you like to have a margarita? Because you get a margarita, you get free chips and salsa at Applebee's. (laughs) And if you don't stop these feelings, Eventually, you'll find yourself acting on them, or you start talking about them. Yeah. The word in Proverbs twenty-three seven says, "For a man, how a man thinks in his heart, so is he." So we've got to deal with these thoughts and feelings that I just have talked about. He attacks with us with those, and sometimes you don't even realize it's an attack. Especially, you know, like if if you having distracting thoughts. That doesn't seem like an attack, except if it takes you away from Adam's wonderful message or my time with the Lord in the morning. So you either think about a thought or you cast it down. There's only two things you can do with a thought. Okay? And when we cast it down, but we need to replace it with the word, okay. Because if you think about it, feelings will come, and pretty soon they become stronger. And the stronger they come, you start thinking about them more and more. And then ultimately, you'll find yourself verbalizing it. It's almost like this pressure comes, and you got to tell somebody. Okay, because the word says in Matthew twelve thirty four. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. Okay, so what you're talking about, you'll end up just kind of owning it, or what you're, what you're thinking, these feelings that come. The more you think on these things, the more kind of normal they be, feel. For example, if you're being tempted with feelings of anxiety, It starts to feel like that's just kind of the way it is. The devil is a sneak. He's a sneaky guy. He brings these things, and and his goal is for you to not realize that it's him that's doing it. His goal is to make you think that, well, that's just your thought. But one of the things that the Lord has dealt with me about and has encouraged me is that when I have a thought, like I'm going to get in a car accident, I say, that's not my thought. That's good. Like that. that's good. Anytime you have a thought that is not in line with the word, you have to speak it out your mouth. Yeah, that's, right. that's not my thought. Right. Now let's everybody say it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not that's my line. thought. You have to speak it there's there well beginning to that. But our number one strategy is to cast down every thought not in line with the word because Second Corinthians ten five says that we are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And the bottom line is you're the only one that can deal with your thoughts. You're the only one. Your spouse can't deal with them. Your friends can't deal with them. You're the only one that can deal with them. That's right. And so I pray today that you'll begin to be more aware of your thoughts. That's right. Because the word says that we are to submit to God and resist yeah. the devil. We have to resist the thoughts. So how do we, how do we know about our thoughts? Well, Philippians 4 8, I call it my thought filter. Okay? So Philippians 4 8 says, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure or lovely or a good report, moral or praiseworthy, think on these things. So you may have a thought, like that I'm depressed, and that may be true at the moment, but it's not good. It's not a good report. So I have to take that thought captive, those feelings captive. So once we realize the thought is is not okay, the feeling's not okay, we answer it with the word. So we say, that's not my thought, and, we find a scripture to to fight against it. So for example, when I'm doing my bills and I'm being tempted to think, how am I going to get everything paid? The word says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Okay, it's not enough for me to just say, I have to fight back. It's a battle. When I'm feeling anxious, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, I am anxious for nothing. I'm answering the thought with the word. When uh, when I have symptoms in my body, I can proclaim that Jesus took my sicknesses and bore my diseases, and by his stripes I am healed. So when you get the tickle in your throat, I'm gonna tell you the best time to fight that is when it's just little. If you wait until you're flat on your back with the fever and coughing and spewing and all that kind of stuff, it is much more difficult to stand against when it gets that far. So immediately, or when the enemy brings the thought, Gee, I, I hugged that person last week at church and now I find out that they're really sick. I wonder if I'm going to get it. <laughs> right then, yep. before we take authority, yep. we speak the word. Amen. When we're tempted to think of an accident, I mean, I think crazy things. I'm walking in my house yesterday and I look at the stairs and I see this image of me falling down the stairs. <laughs> That's crazy. But the word says, so I said, that's not my thought. (laughs) The word says that God, no evil shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling, for he's given his angels charge over me to protect me in all my ways. So, if you need help finding scriptures when you have different thoughts, you can ask the Lord and he'll direct you. Also, you can use a concordance. But what's really slick now, I haven't used my concordance in a while, are iPhones. Believe it or not, one positive thing (laughs) that our phones can do for us is that I can go to Google and I can say, where in the Bible does it talk about anxiety? And it pops up these good (laughs) scriptures. It's amazing. So you can use your phone. You can also talk to the pastors. Mm You know, they're, that's part of their job is helping, helping us with things like that. Okay, So praise the Lord. The next thing we're going to talk about is our battle for our words. Now, James 3 verse five says, "The tongue is a little member. The th- tongue is a little member, but it can set things on fire. No man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. So some people think, well, see, it says that no man can tame the tongue. But by the help of the Holy Spirit, we can tame our tongues. Now, the word releases power. That is just a spiritual principle. It is not just true for Christians. It's true overall. That's right. In Genesis 1:3 God said light be and light was. It says in Hebrews 1:3 that God keeps everything going by the word of his power. In Proverbs 18:21 it says the power of life and death are in the tongue. And in Matthew 12, 37, it says, for by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. So the bottom line is, our words, what we speak, we're responsible for those. It it matters. Now, this is kind of funny. Have you ever known somebody that when you go to, well, guys, not so much, baby shower, or some kind of a meeting, and there are people that say, I always win the door prize. And you know what? They always win the door prize. On the other hand, there's people like me. I never win a door prize. And you know what? I've never won a door prize. That's kind of a silly thing. But then there's people that say, you know, I get the flu every year. And you know what? Get to get the flu every year. So we have to watch, uh, watch our words. Amen. If you say it enough, you'll believe it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Faith comes by hearing. Okay. Not just the word, but faith comes by hearing what you're listening to. Yep. So, and 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, We also believe, therefore we speak. So you'll find yourself saying things that you believe. So how do you change it? You change your speaking, and it will change your believing. So we need to start speaking in line with what the Word of God says. This is so cool in Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you, you, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, if there's this one thing that I could just get, get through to everybody, our words don't just have power when we want them to. It's not like we can pray and be spiritual and pray all these good things and then step out of our prayer closet, flip a switch, okay, now I can say anything I want to. Well, north, it doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. So, actually, we do this one. All right. This, although this looks like a preschool kind of gizmo, <laughs> this is actually how it works. Come hear you. There we go. All right. This is how life works. <laughs> All right? So, we have a really good time in prayer. And we're speaking... Other signs. Other signs. Oh, sorry. Oh, yep, sorry, Thank you. Oh dear, that would have been bad. Okay, so. We have a really good time in prayer. We pray for our spouse. Oh, Lord, I just thank you that, that you minister to them, that they're kind to me. I thank you, Lord, that you help them remember to pick up after themselves. Lord, I just Lord, I pray for my children. I thank you that they are obedient. So we're praying all these really good things, right? Amen. Phone call, phone rings. It's your friend. So how are things going? Well, I don't know about my kids. They're just really getting into trouble at school. And my husband, I don't know if he'll ever learn to pick up his socks. And and I'm just so concerned. You know, I found this lump. And I'm, I'm concerned. Maybe it's cancer. You see what's happening here? Our words have power. Yep. So you say, okay, well, I've been, I've been saying things I ought not to be saying. Here's the cool part. 1 John nine says, if I confess my sin, yep. because it is sin to speak wrong things. Amen. If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So, the word in Proverbs 18 says, A man's self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequences of his words, he will be satisfied, whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge it, shall eat the fruit of it for life or death. So realizing that all throughout our day, and God really, just this last week, I was being tempted to say something about somebody, and the Lord arrested me. Because were I to say that, maybe it's true of that person right now, but if we want to see change, and the Lord be able to bring change into a person's life, we need to speak the word. That's right, amen. We need to speak positive things yeah. to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, to get God involved in our situation, we have to speak this word regardless of how you feel. Yeah. And when you're annoyed with somebody, it is so much easier <laughs> to, to speak negative things. It's, you know, or, or, again, I have to cop out myself on this. I was driving in Costco one day, and I was waiting for this parking place, you know? (laughs) And this guy on a motorcycle zipped right in in front of me. Made me so frustrated and angry over a stupid parking place. (laughs) Or how about getting on the freeway? Y'all out here in Minnesota don't know how to merge. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's true. You are know, getting on the freeway and, and the car's going the same speed and you speed up and they speed up and you slow down and they slow down. Oh, my goodness. Things, so things happen throughout our day and we're being tempted. Right? Is it just me? Oh, dear. <laughs> it says the word is the instrument of God's power. It says the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And that word salvation is sozo, which means healing, deliverance, safety. Safety, safety. Mm -hmm. safety, Preservation and soundness. Mm -hmm. The word will produce faith in our hearts. That's why when we answer those thoughts, We speak the Word. Because the more we speak the Word, the more faith will grow in our hearts in regards to that particular subject. The Word will bring renewal to our minds. James 1.21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and you know how the enemy works with you in those areas, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. That's what needs to happen with us. When those thoughts come, we receive the word. It will save our souls. We'll stop thinking so many things like that. The word helps us grow spiritually. And this is really important. Romans 4, 17 says, God gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Now, it's important to realize that you need to speak what you want and not what you have. Yep. Yep. So I have this illustration for you. Okay. I have an appointment at at an office on the twentieth floor. Do you guys have buildings that are twenty stories high? Yeah. Yeah? How do you do? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. In, in California we have tall buildings. But okay, so I'm having an appointment on the 20th floor. So I'm standing outside the elevator, okay? And I press the button. Okay? And the doors open and I get in. Now, what button am I going to press? 23, 20. 20, cuz I want to go to the 20th floor, right? Okay. okay. So I press 20 and the doors close. And then it starts moving, okay? And then the doors open, and I get out, and I turn around. Wait a minute. This is the third floor. <laughs> this elevator doesn't work. Is that true? No, no it's not true. But in the process of time, by the time, and somebody, obviously, had pressed three. By the time we got there, I wasn't at 20 yet. So I get back in and the elevator moves. And sometimes, have you ever been in a crowded elevator? They, it gets all, you, seems like every floor they open and get out. Or get, or get on, yeah. So I say, when I get on that elevator, I say with my finger, I say what I want. Right. I want the 20th floor. But it's a process of time to get there. When you press the button, you're not instantly there. (laughs) When you speak the word, for example, with sickness and disease, you speak the word and you're not instantly healed for the most part. Occasionally, you know, we'll have a miracle and that would happen. But it's a process of time. Same thing with your heater in your house. You come into your house and you look at your thermostat and it says it's 60 degrees. It's really cold. So do I say, well, it's 60 degrees, this is a bummer. Or do I turn on my heater? So do I turn on my heater to 60? Because that's what I have. Or do I turn on my heater to what I want? Okay, so you turn on the heater to what you want and you walk around and it's still cold. <laughs> Is the heater not working? Of course it's working. It takes time. Yeah. So you have to be aware of the fact that sometimes, like for example, when I've been dealing with this anxiety thing, sometimes it takes a period of time for that to dissipate. Yeah. Because, but I'm speaking the word. The more I speak the word, the more and more quickly it will happen. Okay? More word, more faith. So we must... So we start to speak negative, and we need to stop and speak the opposite. And again, we can repent... And start over with a clean slate. Has has anybody here ever, and again, I may be dating myself, know what an Etch-a-Sketch is? Okay. (laughs) Our life can be like that (laughs) Etch-a-Sketch. The devil's putting all this junk on it, and when we realize it, instead of looking at it and saying, oh, no, this is terrible, you turn it over, and you shake it, and it disappears. So, the last thing we're going to talk about is the battle for our actions. There are two realms. There's only two realms. There's the flesh and there's the spirit. The flesh will cause us to act, if we're walking in the flesh, will cause us to act like maybe we did before we got saved. The spirit realm acts, causes us to act in line with the word of God. Sin opens the door to the enemies working in our life. We don't want to walk in the flesh. Okay? You got that? Would you agree with me? We don't want to walk in the flesh. But we have to be aware of the devil's tactics. Okay? And it says in uh, Revelations, it says that the devil knows his time is short. He goes around, he's he's really trying to cause trouble because he knows his time is short. So according to Deuteronomy 28.15, it says, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, all these curses will come upon you. And you read in, in Deuteronomy, it's a bunch of nasty stuff. That's not what we want. The more we walk in the flesh the more we're being going to be tempted with those things, which is why it, it's so important for us to walk in the Spirit. That's why it's so important to spend time Amen. with the Lord That's right. daily. Amen. That's why it's so important to be in a good church Amen. where the pastors watch over us. The Word says that the pastors watch over our, our souls. Yep. They pray for us. We have prayer times together as a church, but they pray for us consistently. That's part of their job. Okay, and the obedience opens the door to the blessings. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2 say, If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. The choice is ours. In Deuteronomy 30, it says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. God gives us the answer. We don't have to try to figure out. He says, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So we talked about the fact that if we, we goof up, We're not perfect. We goof up. We can repent. And the more we fill ourselves with the Word, and the more we just give ourselves to the things of the Spirit, the fewer bad things are going on. Although the enemy will come with thoughts, like we talked about in the beginning, and trying to get us to do different actions. So... If we walk in the Spirit, we'll not have problems with the flesh. That's what it says in Galatians. It says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So, good news. There's a battle, but we have the answers. But It says in 1 Corinthians 15, But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It also says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So when I'm walking in the Spirit and the guy steals my parking place, I, I don't go that way anymore. Bless him, Lord. He must need to go faster than I need to. <laughs> Again, answering. Answering the thoughts, so hallelujah. Ask the Lord to make you aware of your thoughts. Take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. That's not my thought. Remember that. Remember that's 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 not my thought. So hallelujah. Glory Glory to God. Yeah. And now we're going to do communion. So, if we can pass out the elements, hallelujah. We win because we have this covenant with God. Yep. Amen. And Jesus allowed his body to be broken. So, my body doesn't have to be broken. That's right. He, he did that for us. That's right. And, you know, I, when I share, I often go back to this, but it, the uh, passion of the Christ. Seeing that really impacts me. When I have pain, when I have back pain, for example, I see those stripes on his back, oh my goodness. When I have a headache, I see those thorns on his head. He suffered so I don't have to. But if I'm having those symptoms, I have to speak the word. Yeah, amen. And we win because we have, the word says in Revelations, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. The blood. The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We win because we're aware of the devil's tactics and we can resist them. So we, we take the bread. We remember what he went through so we don't have to. He broke his body and we take it in remembrance. Thank you, Lord. And we win by the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. He shed his blood, made a covenant with us, we win because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.